Comics in the combat zone. Comics in the combat zone. Usually we make you laugh, but now we're watching guys get stabbed with light tubes. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Comics in the Combat Zone. Uh, this week we're talking CZW, Blood, Sweat, and Violence, uh, which happened August 8th, 2000, Sewell, New Jersey, in the Soccer Champs Arena. Our commentary table here, John the Hitman House and Eric Gargiulo, which they actually managed to say. This is the first time commentaries actually introduced themselves at the start of a show. Yeah, which helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely helps. Um, it only took like four or, four or five shows. And yeah, I mean, it, it took a lot of shows for them to get commentary even there. So yeah, like I was not expecting them to introduce themselves this early. Yeah, took them a, a well over a year. Uh, the show opens outside, and this is one of the classic CCW vignettes. Very strange here. Uh, Nick, there's the, the camera's like filming these guys through a car window, and then Nick Burke appears and <laughs> knocks on the window. And then he tells him, I got a plan to get the backseat boys. And the guys say, Get in. But I don't know who the guys in the car were. There's, one of them is this big fat guy, and I'd never seen him before. Yeah, I don't know who who that big. The, the I was like, is it one of the kingpins? Like maybe <laughs> oh, that. That would have been. <laughs> that would have been. Hired the <laughs> Yeah, I was sick with that big. Um, but yeah, no, it's very strange because I didn't know who the big guy was. I was like, is that, are we supposed to know? It, I, don't, I have no idea. Yeah. And I don't, I don't even know if it pays off in this this episode. I well, I forget what happens. We'll get into it. Yeah. Uh, the show opens with blaring music as the bar enters the ring. The audio issues are mostly fixed here. You can hear the announcer speaking. I'd say the camera looks about as shitty as the the show we talked about last week. Uh, yeah, not uh, slightly better, but yeah, not not a dramatic improvement. I'd say the audio was more offensive to me last week than the camera, so I'm, I'm glad that's sort of the issue that they showed yeah. up here. Um, but, I mean, still looks fucking terrible. Like, just <laughs> failing grade on, on visual. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know why, they, how, how it happens. Because uh, maybe it's because the cameras are used, but the outside segment looked all right. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. well, I guess they just changed the cameras or whatever. It's very strange. Yeah, so the announcer's running down the card, which I always don't like. Uh, part of what I like about these shows are being surprised when guys come out and, like, not knowing what matches we're going to see. Yeah. So, But when the announcer's just running it down, you're like, okay, I guess that's the card. I won't spoil you, the audience, though. You'll find out as it happens. Yeah, to be fair, I can't, I, I'm always surprised by some of the wrestlers that come out because I'm like, I don't remember who this guy is. <laughs> so, Or they've never even told us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's cut off by music, though, and then you hear the commentary, and they have mics, but... I couldn't tell if like the mics the arena could hear because it's almost like it's almost like they were speaking in the live microphones, but then you could also hear the audio coming through their headset microphones. It was very yeah. strange. And then I think they realized how dumb that was. So within like a couple minutes, they just it was just back to normal commentary. Uh, Ed O'Mac enters and he starts insulting the bar and the announcer guy. I, I don't know if they've ever named just the straight announcer dude like in the suit. Uh, like I don't know. I don't know. If we have a name for the guy. No. Uh, the fans are just immediately hurling slurs and insults as the segment like falls apart almost as quickly as it begins. Yeah, almost immediately. Uh, the most appreciative fans. <laughs> yeah, the most are. appreciative fans <laughs> in all of wrestling. Uh, so Ed says it's Smack Mac and Wife Beater's one year anniversary in CZW, which is actually pretty crazy. Uh, cuts a promo on Zandig and Lobo, and that cues the world champ, Lobo. Uh, he comes in and chases Ed away and grabs a mic of his own. And I sort of get excited when Lobo takes a mic. I'm like, we're going to get sad Lobo here. Yeah, maybe. we're going to see what's, what's... Well, he shouldn't be sad. He's the world champion now. Yeah, and he won it. He won it with fighting, mm -hmm. as we remember. 
Lobo says, Zandig forgot you locals in Japan, but not me. And the commentary literally causes him, like, didn't you say we we're going to go to ECW for like a month? Or yeah, whatever? just get over Japan, Lobo. <laughs> oh my God, just go there yourself. <laughs> just, yeah. just fly yourself to Japan, jeez. Yeah, just go to the Ribera Steakhouse, get your jacket, whatever. Yeah, you don't, you don't need, have to go with the boys. Sometimes <laughs> it's nice to go by yourself. <laughs> He's like... Oh, yeah, and he's trying to talk about his Andix screwed over the locals. He's like, you guys got screwed like I was for over a year. And you're like, dude, you're the world champion. Yeah, and you you screwed the... Like, and also, you won the world champion by, like, nefarious means. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You, like, ran in at the last minute. <laughs> yeah, you won. You fucked the guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lobo, he's just doing deadpan insults, like, riffing with the crowd. It's almost like he does goes into crowd work mode. It's very, very strange. Yeah, I don't enjoy openings like this. I'm just like, get yeah. to the shitty wrestling as fast <laughs> as possible, please. He calls himself the new king of CZW. Uh, and he says, tonight we will have barbed wire and Justice Payne's gonna bring hate clubs, so I'll have my boys to come help me too. Uh, and I don't know who we meant by that yeah like, he shouts up the pwi 500 saying this year is going to be his year like oh. he's going to hit number one i mean no uh no spoilers but i don't think he does uh you want me to i did google if Lowell oh yeah. ever made it you want to know go on in 2003 so two years that three years after this event lobo managed to make it to 204 that's pretty that's surprisingly <laughs> high actually i'd be interested to like see the like when they were in czw if they ever made it into the ranking. Nick yeah. Gage must have at some point, actually. I think Nick Mondo... Uh, oh, yeah, Mondo, year actually. Next year. I bet in 2001 he was probably pretty high up there. Yeah, I think Zandig should have been number one at some point, though. And <laughs> I think it's an injustice if he never was. Yeah, The Miz once hit number one, so Zandig... <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, back to the ring announcer, who's like clearly waiting for something too long. Like Lobo leaves, and it goes to the announcer, but he's like waiting for a cue in the ring, and this is just completely dead air in this fucking arena. Of just drunk fans that were like shouting at him. Yeah, it's very. It's oh, I hate this opening. Yeah, it's terrible. And this is a two-hour, twenty-nine-minute show as well. So you already know they've lost us. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. the the, the CW's already were got winners back, and I'm just like, please start. How upset were you by that fucking uh, yeah that time when you read it? Well, yeah, when I'm watching it, yeah, when I I only ever see it when I pause it. Sometimes I'll pause it and then I'll be like, oh for fuck, because <laughs> 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 like, I'll just hit play and then it'll go on and I'll just be like, please be like of the roulette and then it's always just like two hour and a half hours and it's, like as close to ninety minutes as possible is ideal. But as yeah. long as it's under two hours, I'm happy. When it hits anything over two hours, I'm like, this is going to be a long fucking show. Even if it's a good show, it's too long. Yeah. No episode of CDW has justified being that close to the length of Lord of the Rings and Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> so we get back uh, to the ring. And, uh, oh, yeah. So, and finally, he introduces the Backseat Boys. And they come out with a ladder. And also, a guy they're just now referring to as The Dew. Like, Dewey Donovan is no more. For this entire show, they refer to him as The Dew. What do you think of this? Maybe a bit close <laughs> to calling him something else. Yeah. Um, uh, I <laughs> yeah, like. I think Mountain Dew would have a problem with this. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, do the do. Like, I don't know. Okay. Like, the do. Like, the, the do. Like, I don't know. It just, just in an environment like CZW, calling someone the do the <laughs> just feels too close to the bone. Yeah. I, agree. I didn't think of that, but you're, you're right. Yeah. Uh, so Trent Acid, they set up the ladder, and he just climbs to the top of it for some reason. And uh, he cuts a promo, and he's like, you guys want to see the best ladder match of all time? And the fans start going crazy. He's like, well, you're not going to, because <laughs> we're not wrestling tonight. 
Uh, so that's pretty funny. <laughs> that is pretty funny, yeah. Uh, Moreno enters and says, he's now the CCW vice president, and these are you are my employees. So you are going to wrestle tonight, or you're fired. It's very strange. Like, he's had to reconfirm it for, like, two or three episodes, but I'm still like, when did this happen? Does Zandig <laughs> know? Does yeah. Dad know? Yeah, because last time when they told us that, Zandig's, like, was on a delayed flight. So yeah. I'm like, did he just show up and tell people he was? And now Xander's like, well, I guess he's the vice president. <laughs> okay. I'm an honor. Did I say that? Did, yeah. did, did I say you could do? Okay. It's like, yeah. Zandig, you were blackout and yeah. you made me the vice president. I guess no rules, no limits. It's just like they they didn't, they missed their chance to be like, well, I'm the president now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So also, Dewey, you're technically a wrestler. So we're going to get you in a match right now. And out comes Nick Burke to wrestle Dewey Donovan. And again, the first, much like uh, last week's show, I mean, it might have even been the same time, this match begins at 17 minutes and 45 seconds into the show. Like, that's way too long just talking bullshit segments, in my opinion. Yeah, top a vignette at the start <laughs> and then go into more promo. I was like, what are you doing? So Burke enters and clotheslines Dewey immediately, and then he turns and clotheslines the backseat boys outside of the ring, just clears the rim. And then within seconds, all three guys get back in and just triple super kick Nick Burke. <laughs> and I'm like, it's oh, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the timing's always yeah. good, but I just love that like he's this fired up baby face and they, he's just cut off like immediately. Yeah. Uh, he gets his advantage back with an Asai moonsault on all three guys and then drop kicks uh, Dewey and it sort of just goes back to those two in the ring. He's in the ring, hits this like reverse step over toe hold face, step, how is it? STF. I'm just going to say STF. I don't know the words. Uh, but Hartog loses all control here as like Burke is in the middle of the submission. The backseat boys just, one of them distracts Hartog, and then the other one just hits Burke in the stomach with a chair. So this is like basically like a handicap match, this whole match. Yeah. Uh, Burke is outside, and he continues to get triple teamed. They hold him for a dive, but Burke actually pushes both backseat boys in the way of Dewey's dive. But Dewey, meanwhile, like bails off the top rope, and he almost does the like face plant from the top rope. Luckily, I think Acid and Cashmere actually might have caught him here and like yeah. saved his life. But I was like, man, that was a botch. Yeah. The fans start chanting, you fucked up. And then the commentators are like, he fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no thought, one likes Dewey. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. Well, he's like wrestling in this weird suit jacket and like fucking suit pants. And like, he's yeah, he probably hasn't wrestled in a while. Yeah, he's like wearing his dad's suit. Like, he looks like a 12-year-old. <laughs> like, it's insane. So back in the ring, Dewey hits a fisherman suplex. Uh, he's like this lame version of the people's elbow I think he was going for. He goes to the second rope to taunt, but then Burke jumps up and hits a super Russian leg drop. The Dew then reverse Irish whips <laughs> and does this old school sleeper spot, but Burke fights back up to his feet. Acid's on the apron, but the Dew stops short, and then Burke hits like a cradle driver, and then he's, no, he punches him and like a roll of quarters falls to the ground. And the commentary is like, I think he had a fist filler or something. Yeah. Uh, and then he hits a cradle driver and wins this match at five minutes and 18 seconds. It was sort of inoffensive, I thought. It was fine. Yeah, I don't like, it wasn't worth waiting 17 minutes for, but that, <laughs> the wrestling has at least started. Yeah. And Acid attacks right after, but then Blade and Mondo rush down and make the save. Uh, Mondo grabs a mic, and you can't really understand him, and I don't think that's because of the microphones. I think he's just a really bad promo. <laughs> and yeah, then... I wouldn't surprise That is in line with CZW. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't... I, I know his uh, wrestling is legendary. I don't know how his promos are meant to be. Dude, if he was a good promo, he would have no business being in CZW. <laughs> He'd be <laughs> yeah, like, this he... guy's the perfect package. Yeah, yeah. He's got the look, he's got he the He would have been taken out of CZW very quickly, I feel like. And then Blade takes a microphone and cuts his own, like, shitty promo. And I'm just like, neither of these guys can talk. Yeah. Unfortunate. 
Uh, then we get our hard cut. Referee Logan is introduced wearing gloves. Uh, so I'm, I'm expecting to see some glass in this next match or something. And then Rockin' Rebel is introduced. And he, <laughs> he actually grabs a microphone. And he's mad at the hate club for talking shit at the last show. Because if you remember, they took over the commentary table during his match. And then he says, hey, Justice Payne, how does wife beater's dick taste? And the whole crowd's like, bah! <laughs> yeah, they they they've got him over. They've yeah. got him over. I mean, he he That's looks like good a, in this a joke episode. You tell in middle school, like. <laughs> yeah, I mean. They're at a CZW wrestling show, so that's probably about their, you know, the sense of humor there. Probably about right. I'd probably, if I was there in that environment, I'd be like, oh. "This guy's the greatest comedian." What like this? Well, that's so funny. I'd be wasted if I was ever yeah. in a CZW show. I would be like probably so drunk by like the second match in. Yeah, I'd be gone. The first, within ten minutes of the <laughs> seventeen-minute opening, I'd be gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, then commentary. They do the most annoying fucking. I hate when commentary on indie shows do this. They're like. He's breaking kayfabe. He's shooting on them. It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This sounds so lame. And then out comes Gabriel Knight, who's just, we haven't seen for a while. Uh, he, he looks like the, he's been on a bender since we've last seen him. He looks like bloated and like, like we used to say he looks like thin Ron Jeremy, and now he just looks like Ron Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and especially, like, Rockin' Rubble is a built man, and he's mm-hmm. in, like, these pretty tight, with it, like he looks good in this episode, folks. Yeah, he looks so good that he makes Gabe Knight look even worse by yeah, comparison. Yeah, definitely. It's like a before and after. <laughs> and Gabe Knight comes and for some reason he sits down and like signs a contract. Like, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was like Rock and Revelator an open challenge and yeah. like, this was him accepting it. And then he's like, and now I'm the vice president of CZW. <laughs> it was very strange. Yeah, it's very. It is really odd. Mm-hmm. So we get Rock and Rebel versus Gabriel Knight. Uh, they shake hands, but then the Rebel pokes his eyeball right away, and which I thought was weird. I guess Rebel's like a heel sort of, but then he was also feuding or beefing with Hate Club. Rock and Rebel's such a shit. Like it's so <laughs> a Rock and Rebel. That is. That name, like that name, sounds like what an ironic eighty, like someone who was like parodying eighties re- wrestlers now would call themselves. Mm. But he's like, he's earnestly just like, yeah, rocking rebel, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like it, you're right. If it, it would fit like the NWA in the eighties, <laughs> yeah. but you are in CZW. Like, why don't you use like a swear word name <laughs> yeah. or something? Like the rebel. fucking rebel would be so good. <laughs> You'd yeah. just asterisk out with the U, and everyone would be like, yeah, it's yeah. an effing rebel, baby, for sure. Yeah, legitimately. <laughs> yeah, and so then uh, the. Gabe throws Rock and Rebel outside, and he teases a dive, and then does this tope, and he barely clears the rope. Like, yeah, you're like, holy shit! You should not be doing dives looking like this, man. <laughs> he he, pu- he puts puts the rebel against the post, and whenever you see a guy leaning against a post, and then the guy goes for a chair shot, you know the guy's gonna move, and he's gonna hit the post with the chair. Yeah, which is exactly what happens here. Uh, they get back in the ring. Rock and Rebel Irish whips Gabe, and then breaks a chair on Gabe's head in what was like. A ridiculous chair shot. It just flies apart. Like, <laughs> yeah. they get every move Gabriel Knight does gives me strong. You know the <laughs> you seen the film The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke, and he like does that final move where you're like, yeah, he just wants to die in the ring. <laughs> like the camera's like is zoomed down on his face, and you're like, he's about to have a heart attack doing what he loves, and just every move feels like that from Gabriel Knight. Totally, just big Mickey Rourke in the wrestler energy. <laughs> and Knight's immediately bleeding here. It looked 
like the hard way. Like he just cracked his head open yeah. with this chair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did, like it was like the gauge match last week. Like he didn't have enough time to blade, so I just assumed that he actually got busted. Open. Yeah, definitely. That, I mean, the chair, the chair breaks. <laughs> like the chair explodes. And like. he does the classic like sideways swing, like a baseball bat. Yeah. Like, this was a disgusting joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, and then Gabriel, Gabriel, they go outside, uh, and Rebel hits a flying clothesline off the apron onto him. Back in the ring, Rebel's hitting chops and then, like, this lazy one-foot drop kick. And then he's doing, like, cocky punches when Gabe hits a divorce court arm breaker. And then he goes for a super kick, but he can't raise his leg high enough, and he, like, hits Rock and Rebel in the gut. Yeah. Like, man, this guy is just on the way out, like... No, I'm, I'm not of life, but, like, at least of wrestling, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Uh, Gabe gets a table, and as he bring it into the ring, you can tell it's already broken. It's almost like they broke a table last week, but it didn't break in half, so they're like, we can use we that can on use the next again. show. Yeah, we're recycling now, boys. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. these budget's real low, boys. <laughs> So as he tries to set it up, two of the legs just collapse, making a classic table ramp. It doesn't count. (laughs) (laughs) This does not count. He goes to grab Rebel, and Rebel blows fire in his face. I'm like, where did this fucking guy? He's been to Japan. (laughs) He's learned all about their culture. (laughs) Red means pain. Green means confusion. and I don't know. what. And fire means burn. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's how it works. (laughs) I'll go with that. He lays Knight on the table, on the table ramp, sorry, and then hits a leg drop, uh, breaking the table. And then he, like, folds the broken table over him like a taco. It's and pretty cool. And pins him. <laughs> yeah. And the ref just counts it. And I'm like, all right. He looks comfy, to be fair. Rock I was like, he must be warm. <laughs> Rock and Rebel wins at 6 minutes 37, continuing his push and continuing Gabriel Knight's, like, de-escalation. Yeah. De-push. Uh, (laughs) and oh by the way the whole time the commentary have this ongoing running joke about how Rock and Rebel's never been taken off his feet because like I don't think he has from uh, his opponent but whenever he would like leave his feet to do dives or whatever the commentary's like oh he just left his feet (laughs) like 10 times in this match yeah it's pretty funny every time I laugh (laughs) (laughs) it's 6 minute match you've heard that joke a dozen times uh, so the announcer just resets the ring after this. And I didn't mind this. I, I didn't make sense to me that they're trying to push Nick Burke, but he took two losses to Rock and Rebel. In a yeah. Row. It's sort of like, yeah, this is the exact kind of guy Rock and Rebel should be beating. Let's feed him John Dahmer next week, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the announcer resets. Uh, and it's funny, as the ref just sweeps up table debris, the fans are just shouting shit at him. <laughs> Whenever there's a guy sweeping, the fans just abuse him. And it's yeah, it just hilarious. feels a bit, it just feels a bit sad. It's just like, <laughs> he's like, you're on sweeping duty tonight. Yeah. So then Nate Hatred is introduced, and he comes out just eating potato chips, and he's got, like, a chain wrapped around his neck, and you're sort of like, I think he's taking a shot at the hate club because potato chips are their thing. Sorry, crisps. I didn't mean to disrespect you. Yeah, I was giving him a vicious eye there. I mean, (laughs) I know probably an American audience, so I'll I'll accept potato (laughs) chips. (laughs) Uh, and he gets a mic, and he t- he sounds exactly like you would expect him to. If you remember, he's like this face-painted Jack dude. He's like, everybody, shut your holes. And then he challenges this fan to a fight who's yelling shit at him, and you can tell this is just, he's actually wanting to beat the shit out of this yeah. fan. Yeah. I will say, like, Nate <laughs> Hatred's a pretty awful wrestler from what we've seen so far, <laughs> but he does fit the part of, like, a tough guy. Like, he does look big and scary. Yeah, he's, he's like Bane from Batman and Robin, like, <laughs> when, he, when he gets jacked. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, looks weird. So he calls everyone Jersey trash. And I'm like, if they're trash, like, what are you, dude? <laughs> you look ridiculous. Yeah, eating crisps. Uh, and then music begins for his opponent, and he just yells at the guy, yells to shut it off because he's still got something to say. But they just don't. And then Mercury comes out. 
And oh no, sorry, they do. And he challenges Mercury to a dog collar match. That's why they have the the chain. And then Mercury just enters again with different face paint on. Uh, and the commentaries make it clear to say he keeps bringing Japan to the combat zone. That's his gimmick now. The guy who's never been to Japan, who loves yeah. Japan, is now his gimmick is cultural appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> essentially yeah, yeah that's, that's sick like he's from philadelphia yeah <laughs> yeah and so we get our third match which is just a straight rematch of last week last week or last month or whatever i didn't think we needed to see this match again but here we are uh nate hatred versus mercury the commentators keep fucking up and calling him like nick hatred and to the point where i had to like google and like make sure i had the name right yeah uh, and then i was like no it's nate hatred nate and, hatred and then one of the commentators i forget which one actually corrects the other one he's like it's nate hatred stop saying nick hatred <laughs> which is funny yeah cuz there are already too many nicks these fucking yeah there's nick a lot Bart, of nicks mondo gauge yeah we don't need a nick hatred as well <laughs> uh, so mercury attempts the miss right off the bat but misses which just a like Man, how many missed shots do you have? What a what a fuck up! Yeah, it should be like hyper beam. You, like then you have to take a turn to rest and things like that. You yeah. can't just be blowing mist all the time. <laughs> yeah, why not do that for every yeah, spot for everything? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then hatred starts just fucking them up with like big power moves, big power slam, big clothesline. But they'd never formally attach the collar to Mercury. Like he doesn't really agree to the dog collar. So Nate hatred's essentially got a chain tied to his neck. Giving himself a distinct disadvantage in this match. Yeah, he's cool, though, isn't he? He can handle it. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't care. Powers him up. And then during the match, like two minutes in, the hate club music hits, and they just enter. And apparently they're just incensed by his name. They take over the commentary desk. And Smack Mac's like, who is that guy? Who is he? What's his name? And, like, just trying to big time him, I guess. It was very strange. Yeah. Uh, Hatred starts wrapping the chain around his elbow and dropping elbow drops, uh, and Mercury's still not connected this whole time, and then the, <laughs> the chain falls off of Nate Hatred, so it's no longer a dog collar match, <laughs> there's just a chain in the ring. No rules, no limits. <laughs> yeah, this is bizarre. This is blood, sweat, and violence we're watching right here. Uh, and Smack Mac the entire time, he's just like, it's almost trolling, he's talking about gimmick infringement. He's like, why Nate Hatred? He doesn't look so mad, he should be Nate Happy. <laughs> Which I saw was pretty funny. Nate Happy. <laughs> Nate Happy, yeah. Nick Happy, yeah. yeah. So this is just a basic match. The commentary is actually the highlight because Smack Mac is almost cracking me up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nate, it's like the most basic DDT, the most basic bulldog. It just all looks very like new new wrestler. Yeah. Mercury finally comes back with a face buster, then a spinning wheel kick that looks good. And Hatred attempts Wife Beater's nut punch from the second rope. And this just incenses Wife Beater, who bursts in and attacks him. For the disqualification at seven minutes and 26 seconds this is all pretty dumb i thought yeah i can't wait for round three <laughs> i'm sure there'll be a third one well i don't understand like why they wouldn't just put someone from hate club against nate i mean mercury is just so inconsequential here and just feels like sort of in the way i don't know yeah maybe they're like oh hey we need to put a bit of mystique like you can't just have everyone challenging the hate club <laughs> like we need to have a little bit of summit summit uh, wife beater hits his patented Chokenstein, and then he hits. A, he actually hits the second rope nut punch, uh, and he's wearing like a tie, and like it's still a wife beater, but it's like got a dress shirt collar. Like yeah, they they say he's dressed up for his <laughs> year anniversary in the company. Yeah, it's very. It's it's almost like a custom made wife beater. Like, I've never <laughs> yeah. seen one like that. So fair play. He, look, he looks smart. Yeah, it's very strange. And, and Hatred rolls out of the ring and he leaves sort of like flipping off the hate club. So you can tell this this feud is not over. It's not over yet. 
Uh, Mac cuts a promo as fans are just throwing, like, debris at them and shit. And I was like, where did this happen? Uh, and Mac, well, he's like, you think we're scared of that? You can send any gifts you want in the ring. And I was like, dude, why would you say that? Yeah, like, no, there's a keyboard. There's, there's going to be another lobster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wife beater then, he, someone throws in, like, a big key, like a key to the city. <laughs> so wife beater, like, picks it up and gives it to Mac. And Mac's like, I guess we got the key to CZW now. <laughs> like, wow, these guys are improvising. You know, yeah, that's definitely what they'll be using that key for. Mm. And then he pulls out like a gas pump, I think it was like, but not attached to a. <laughs> yeah, but obviously. I don't. I don't know how you'd get one of them. Yeah, I don't know where sells them. It it just sounds very strange, and the segment is just devolving. Uh, and then he starts bragging about their clothes and whatever. It, it, they announce that it's just in case his birthday. He's like, okay, who gives a <laughs> fuck? Ed O'Mac brings out a cake, and it looks like the saddest like cheap cake you'd get at a walmart or something yeah like, like, or a tesco yeah and as soon as you see it you know what's going in someone's face yeah uh max says it's a night of celebration and appreciation and then he's like hat guy why don't you get in here and come and celebrate so they bring in at literally hat guy and then he's like and sign guy you too then the guy who always has signs at the show and he brings both these guys to the top of the ramp is they're all going to sing happy birthday to just in case. And I was like, this is fucking wild. They've involved Hat Guy in an actual angle here. They're breaking cave. <laughs> they're <laughs> shooting on Hat Guy. And then they they leave, and Mac's setting up like a photo op. I've written here, this is all so bad. And you see exactly where it's going as they take some cake and just shove it in Hat Guy's face and the sign guy's face. And I'm like, I really hope they'd like inform these guys that this is what they were doing before I, the show. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I don't know if they would have thrown him cakes thing in it or just been like, you guys want to be in the show? And they would have been like, yeah, all right. And they'd been like, cool. Cool, yeah. Cool. If we never see Hat Guy again, this is probably why. Yeah, this is why, yeah. Uh, this segment was so fucking long. It was so bad. One of the worst segments in CCW history. I, I hated this. Yeah, very boring. Uh, I had really mentally checked out by this point. <laughs> like, not even Kate could keep me interested. Uh, yeah, I was. I hated this all. Yeah, this shit. We're like an hour into the show, and it was like not one minute of redeeming. <laughs> no, the wrestling so hadn't been particularly good. Um, and yeah, I was just not. I was really checked out of it. What's up, Brainiacs? Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Just a programming note that every Monday at 9 Central, you can join me, Andrew Slack, and Josh Custodio for Monday Night Program. Come hang out with us as we continue to build the WBCW universe using Fire Pro Wrestling Promoter Mode. Who should we sign? What matches should we book? Join us for the only professional wrestling program on Monday nights. That's Monday Night Program on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. So we get a hard cut, and then we come back to the Backseat Boys intro, as commentary once again says, through negotiations, this is, <laughs> no, this is a weird thing all night. So they meant to say this is a double ladder match, as in there'll be two ladders. And then I think, like, it must have been someone just forgot to bring a ladder or something. So commentary explains that they the Backseat Boys negotiated with Moreno in the back, and it'll now be a single ladder match. It's really weird what they care about when it comes to the minutiae <laughs> of CZW. Because Why not just say ladder match? Yeah, just who cares? Nobody's going to be like, whoa, wait, ex uh, excuse me. Uh, you probably, like, they don't, they've never cared. Like, as we saw last week when Lobo just ran in and pinned someone he wasn't involved in the match and became the champion like yeah. i guess it, yeah it's very strange the like the weird 
law they'll be like no we need to justify why there's only one ladder this time yeah and then they also say uh and we won't be hanging the belts from up top it's going to be one pinfall to a finish because i guess again no one just thought of a way to hang up the belts yeah just who cares (laughs) yeah uh and then what do i have here so mondo enters first Uh, again looking cool as ever uh the commentary is still pushing this narrative of dissension uh and that mondo's trying to get shorty (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and they're like, whoa, he, someone's sweet on Shorty. Like, <laughs> God, I can't believe they're going to have sex, probably. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's clear they didn't they not, didn't tell Mondo and Blade to act like pissed at each other. No, yeah. Because they're talking about how pissed they are, and then Blade comes out, and they just, like, high-five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's very strange because they are really egging on this, like... I, I've, like, seen them kissing and licking each other's faces. Like, whoa, Blade must be so mad. Yeah, it's just really, really stupid. Uh, but we get a rematch of what was, like, a match we raved about on the last show. And now yeah. it's going to be a ladder match. So I actually had decently high expectations for this one. I thought that I was like, they I was like they said it couldn't be done, and I don't think they can do it again. <laughs> um, I was a bit worried that it was not going to... Because we had, mm. like, last week as well, we had the gauge and wife beat a match that didn't really live up to the first one so i was like that might happen again yeah so i was a bit worried but i also had sort of a little bit of faith i was just excited to see what happened i think upping the stakes and putting a ladder in the mix that that was probably a good call here yeah maybe next time they can negotiate to have two ladders that would be pretty sick (laughs) a double ladder match yeah Uh, so they do the super slow start as they're facing off sort of to build anticipation and i thought it actually did because Probably, uh, it's the same arena. I imagine like 90% of the audience saw the match last time. So Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this was like the next day. <laughs> Straight in there. Yeah. All right, so Mondo and Kashmir start reversing off, uh, and it's as smooth as ever. Like last time they botched it right away. This looks smooth and great. Kashmir blind tags Acid, who gets in control, and starts uh, fucking up Mondo before Blade blind tags in, and he starts uh, fucking up Acid. Uh, they do a double reverse off, ending with double planches from Blade and Mondo to the outside, and just an excellent sequence. This just looked really good. Yeah, cool. I was I was immediately on board. Mm-hmm. Like I was immediately like, oh no, this is gonna be good because like it's just straight away they're just they're even more in sync. Like they do some cool like they both of them slip under the guys straight away and end on the outside of the ring, and it just like yeah, it just works so well. They're so they're just great. It's just great matchup. Yeah, the baby faces slide in and start like uh, playing to the crowd when they turn around and they're both double sunset bombed by uh, both uh, the backseat boys. Yeah. Acid and Mondo are in the ring. Acid hits his great spin out bomb on uh, Mondo. And Cashmere and Blade are near the entrance. They have the ladder like leaned against the wall. And Blade reverses Cashmere and with a big l- Russian leg sweep into it, which is a move that never makes sense because Blade takes <laughs> takes the ladder as hard as Cashmere does with this yeah. move. Yeah, a lot of ladder, mo- a lot of moves that people do with the ladder just look like they hurt. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of friendly fire involved. Oh, it's brutal, man. For a quick <coughs> aside, I once I remember because I, I would wrestle with friends as a teenager in like a friend's basement or whatever. I remember he had this like ladder. And I, like, leaned it against the wall. And I was like, whip me into the ladder, bro. And I, I, like, left my feet and took it full impact. And it buckled me so bad. I was just like, oh, we're done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not wrestling anymore. I'm retiring. So I always think of that when guys are just taking flat bumps onto the ladder. Like, it, it does it probably fucking hurt, like, a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If it retired Jordan Ducharme, then it's going to do a lot of pain. That's it. Well, like, yeah. What I mean by that is, like, a table bump almost seems like 
it would you soften you can... the blow of a bump. Like, I'd almost rather take the table than just concrete. Yeah, I think I'd be fine. I'd r- I would 100% rather take the table than concrete, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, But right. no ladder bumps, I'm like, that just looks fucking awful. Yeah, um, it, look, it does look painful. They, they Blade then brings the ladder to the ring, and he blindsides Acid with it, like, throwing it into the ring. Uh, and then they go for the pin, but then Cashmere breaks it up. Cashmere reverses Blade into a powerbomb, but Blade matrixes out of the pinfall, only to eat the diamond dust by Cashmere. And they've actually renamed it to the Backseat Driver, which I think is... That's, a- <laughs> that's great. Like, they've got so many puns. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Backseat Boys set up a ladder in the corner, then they pick up Mondo and just double toss him onto it like they're throwing him into a swimming pool. This was the first, like, brutal <laughs> spot yeah. in this match. They lay la- the ladder on top of Mondo, and then Cashmere just hits a spinning senton onto the ladder that's laying onto Mondo, and I'm like, that's gotta hurt Cashmere yeah, more than Mondo. Yeah, definitely. Blade tosses Cashmere uh, a chair, but misses for the first kick, uh, and you can tell it like almost pisses him off, so then he does like a real one and just kicks the chair into Acid's face really hard. Uh, he puts Acid in the surfboard. As Shorty comes in to hold the chair on top of Acid as he's in the surfboard. And then Mondo does this tumbleweed leg drop into the chair. That looked fantastic. Uh, Cashmere attempts a, the ladder windmill spot that Terry Funk would do where he like puts it on his shoulders and spins around. Yeah. But both guys duck. And then they hit a total elimination made famous by Cronus there in Saturn uh, as the ladder's on his shoulders. That was another really cool spot. Blade is now holding the ladder, and Mondo tries to throw Acid into it, but Acid, of course, reverses, and then they collide into each other, and there's more dissension between the baby faces here. Uh, they both go outside, setting up uh, for a top rope moonsault from Acid uh, in- to the outside of the ring. Then in ring, Cashmere sets up the ladder and climbs, as Hartog's like holding the ladder for it to stabilize it, <laughs> yeah. and he hits a corkscrew jump off the ladder to the outside of the ring. I have written here, this pace they're keeping is insane. Like, I know I'm talking fast through a lot of spots, but that, that's about as fast as they were going. Yeah, they just, they're just not stopped. Like, there's no, they're not taking a breath. They're just, like, pure adrenaline must be powering them because, yeah, like you said, they're each taking, like, ladder moves. It's like Yoshimitsu in Tekken where you stab yourself. It's like, <laughs> you do a lot of damage to yourself, but you do a lot of damage to the other guy as well. But, like, they must all be, like... If they stop for a moment, they're probably all like, yeah, I'm fucked. Yeah, and it's one of those where, like, people will say they're not selling, they're not putting it over. But I'm like, the bumps are so brutal that you know they're in pain. Like, I almost don't need them to sell. I'm like, yeah. well, I can believe that he got up to his feet because I just saw him do it. Like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, so Blade then uh, Blade sits out Cashmere with a cradle shock driver. And meanwhile, Mondo just brains acid with a chair. There's, like, no fancy flip here. He just fucking hits him really hard with a chair. Yeah. And that followed... In the ring, Blade hits his patented pop-over leg drop over the ladder onto Cashmere. Acid throws Mondo onto a bunch of empty chairs in the audience as Blade makes like a ladder table, sort of, with two chairs. Uh, then, But Acid shows up, and Acid bombs him onto the ladder. Uh, this is like the most brutal spot. It's just Blade landing on his neck and shoulders on the ladder table. It's fucking insane. Yeah, it looks crazy. Mondo arrives and puts the ladder leaning on the top rope, and then he just flatly suplexes acid onto it. It's funny because some of the spots are just so elaborate and like athletic, and then sometimes it's like just throwing a guy onto a ladder. Yeah, I mean, it takes takes all types. And then, but like acid suplexed on the ladder, but then they lock one of his legs in, so he's like hanging upside down from the ladder. Uh, and then he jumps off the second rope and hits a springboard moonsault onto acid, who's hanging upside down. That looked pretty fucking cool. 
Uh, we're, we're about like halfway done this match, by the way. It's yeah, just it's just insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Cashmere hits his airplane neckbreaker on Blade, and Acid whips Mondo into the audience. Just like you just don't see the camera follow him, so it looks like he just throws him into the <laughs> abyss. <laughs> yeah, he just vanishes. Yeah, it yeah. goes into the same place that Max Smack was when he went through the floor. <laughs> and then in the ring, Acid and Cashmere like open up the ladder. It's laying on the ground, and they sandwich Blade in the middle of it. And I got like, I'm like, uh oh, this isn't gonna be good. Acid gets to the top rope, and uh, with an assisted alley-oop, Kashmir slams Acid onto the ladder, uh, and Mondo just makes it back into the ring in time to break up the two-count here. That looked, again, just, just as brutal for Acid as it would be to... <laughs> yeah, to these guys don't late. give a shit. I mean, like, we kind of <laughs> knew that about maybe, like, Mondo and Acid, but it's crazy to see Blade and Kashmir just... Oh, I, I can't remember the names. Yeah. yeah, whichever brother is still wrestling... Um, this was definitely Kashmir's coming out party. Like he would have been fucked up after this. Yeah, like they just don't care either. Like it's 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 absolutely wild the damage they must have done to themselves just <laughs> yeah. in pursuit of this match that maybe fifty people like. I d- it just seems unfortunate that he doesn't have a bigger audience. On like, terrible quality camera. Yeah, terrible quality camera. That's, that's the tragedy to me, is anyone t- turning on this show would just leave as soon as they saw the quality of the video. Yeah. No one would make it to like an hour into this terrible show where yeah. this absolute gem is laying waiting for them. Exactly, yeah. It takes a podcast of, <laughs> <laughs> of two people to discover this gem. Uh, so Mondo gets cut off on the top rope. And then Kashmir sort of like holds the ladder as if it's a table. And Acid hits a Splash Mountain face buster onto the ladder. It's just so dangerous and unsafe looking. Uh, this gets the closest near fall so far, but Blade manages to break it up. Blade and Mondo hit this huge double STO on Acid, who is holding a ladder, so it falls into his face. And then hit the Backseat Boys finish on Kashmir. But again, Acid saves it here at a two count. They put two chairs. Uh, it, they, they go for the double Van Terminator spot they did last week or last month, and they put the two chairs in front and then the ladder in front of them, like, sideways. <laughs> yeah. uh, unfortunately, unlike on the last show, Blade slips, so only Mondo manages to make the kick, uh, and the fans don't even chant, you fucked up, because this has been such a crazy <laughs> yeah, matchup yeah. to this point. It is a shame, but I'm glad that at least they nailed it last time, so we knew they could do it. Yeah, like, it's, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's okay that they both didn't hit the guy mm-hmm. with their chairs and ladders, but yeah, yeah it would have looked cool. So Blade sets up, they, they set up tables at the entrance, and Mondo lays, lays uh, Kashmir on one of them. And then they lay out Acid on another table and lift him up on the table. So it's yeah. like two layers of tables with both guys laid out on them. Uh, and it's crazy. They point to the actual wall that is like above the curtain of the entrance. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no fucking way. Like, it's so high up. Like, you could touch the ceiling from the top of this wall. Yeah, it's wild. Because I thought it was going to go to the crow's nest or whatever. But mm-hmm. no, he, like, is climbing in, like, Skyrim or Call of Duty when you get to the top of a map. Somewhere <laughs> you're not supposed to be. He's, like, <laughs> climbing on the invisible wall of the arena. It's absolutely mental. Yeah. So Mondo is keeping them in place as Blade just goes to the very top. Blade is taunting, uh, and both guys are still on the thing. And before he even dives, the crowd is just chanting CZW, which is looking at how high up Rick Blade is. This is, like, he must have been terrible. Like, I was, the first time I've been, like, in someone's head at CZW and been like, he must have been shitting. Like, there's no way. I don't care. Like, if you'd look down at that, you'd be like, 
this is such a why on earth am I doing this? Like, when this is the same guy who like he and we're pretty sure he knocked himself out when he jumped off that basketball hoop that one time. <laughs> yeah, and this is like considerably higher than that basketball hoop. Yeah, he's on top of like a wall. Nobody <laughs> should be walking up that high. So he hits this flawless swanton bomb in one of the craziest bumps I can remember through Trent Acid, which then like broken table shards uh, would have gone. Luckily, Mondo had the 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 peace of mind to put a table on or a, sorry a chair on top of Kashmir's body because he just saves him from like wood splinters of this table coming through. Yeah, and like I I don't think they realized that like I think they th- they thought the weight would have carried Blade through, mm-hmm. but he like hits him and it's actually like simultaneously uh like lands it and simultaneously is a massive botch yeah because he like hits um it's almost like he bounces off yeah he bounces he bounces off acid and then like lands on the floor and it's like would have been brutal like (laughs) it would have been so painful and like it's kind of a shame because it would look cool to see him go through both Mm -hmm. um but yeah he hits him sort of breaks the table. I, d- I don't know where they're getting these new reinforced tables from but it hits the table and he like bounces off and hits the concrete and you're just like that could kill a man <laughs> yeah it's no doubt yeah it's it, it's it's an insane spot mm-hmm. so blade carries cashmere to the ring for the pin but then at two dewey donovan pulls hartog out by the foot which is a near fall that i totally bought i thought that was actually yeah. great um this would have been, I have written here, it would have been even better if the commentary would just shut the fuck up. They were sort of taking <laughs> yeah. away from everything. Dewey gets in the ring with the briefcase, and then Shorty hits like an RVD leg drop off the, t- or like a leg kick to the face to the briefcase, and then just starts laying boots to Dewey Donovan. And then out of nowhere, <laughs> in oh. one of the dumbest finishes I can remember in a match, Robbie Moreno comes out dressed as Johnny Cashmere. He pulls, Mondo's like, what are you doing here? He pulls Mondo on top of him. And almost like holds him there, like Mondo just can't wrestle back. Uh, and the referee just comes in and, it, and he misses his cue a bit, making this like extra stupid because they just have to lay there on top of each yeah. other for two seconds. He counts three, uh, and this match is over at 22 minutes and 12 seconds. So stupid, such a stupid end to a match. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like a match that's so good. I would say it didn't ruin the match for me at all. No, it didn't ruin the match. Like, it was still an incredible match, but it's just so dumb. It's just like. How can you spend the, the opening of the match being like, uh, we negotiated so that there'd only one table just to explain, you know, only <laughs> one to, like, and then at the end you're like, yeah, he just pins another guy. Like yeah. that, that's that's how the rules work. Like if the ref thinks you're another guy, <laughs> and this is a real problem for CZW because there's a lot of big bald men. It's <laughs> like they're gonna be pinning all each other all the time now. Well, and on top of that, it's extra stupid because like if this was. Maybe, like, Moreno was trying to fuck over the Backseat Boys, but he actually overthought it, and then the referee realizes what happened, and the titles remain on Backseat Boys. Yeah. That would be one thing. But that's not what happens. They crown the new CCW Tag Team Champions, Nick Blade and... Yeah. No, sorry, Nick Mondo and Rick Blade. I mean, this is the vice president as well who's just done this. <laughs> I just thought, like, they did a clean finish on the last one where Backseat Boys won. If you wanted the titles on these guys... They're big stars. Just have them win clean. Yeah. Like, it was just, I don't know. But again, this match, I thought the match was even better than the one last week. And we thought that was like the best show, best match ever. So Yeah, this was pretty incredible. Um, yeah, really entertaining to watch. Like, especially after the dog shit that had come before it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's great. It's just, 
I don't think the ending ruined it, but I like definitely think it means that the previous one was a better match overall. Just because like this, the it's just so silly. It's such a silly end, mm-hmm. such well, a dumb end. And it's like on the last one, you would have almost expected a fuck finish just based on how CZW is. And yeah, the fact that they gave you a clean one was sort of like, well, that match was fucking perfect. And yeah, this, you can't say that about this match. This match was not perfect. But the, the bumps, though, were just on such a different level. Like, these guys would have been fucked up the next yeah, day. Yeah, because the retain should be the dirty finish, and then they win it clean. Like, they yeah. take the, the, the title swap should be clean instead of, like, this absurd... Because now I guess there's a third one, which, okay, like, I'll take another one. Like Sure, but, yeah. Like, this is... This is going to be tough to top, though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're going to have to really, you know, they're going to have to negotiate a lot of more ladders. <laughs> yeah. So Robbie awards them the titles, and the baby faces, they look confused, but then they celebrate, and Hartog just sees Moreno in the ring and what just happened, and he doesn't care because he's, I guess he's in Moreno's pocket, which at least makes sense, and he raises the arms of these guys. Uh, I have written here, yeah, all that being said, one of the best matches in company history. Like, really just great. Yeah, really great. Uh, <laughs> Moreno cuts a promo about doing what's best for business, which... I could have sworn is a Triple H tagline in 2016. He stole it. Just another. Yeah, Moreno's also Moreno's nickname now. He announces is the game. (laughs) (laughs) He is the game. Yeah, and he announces he's married to Stephanie McMahon. Like a lot, the Triple H riffed off him. And it's funny the fans start chanting here organically. Fuck the Hardys. (laughs) I was like, that's pretty awesome. That's a compliment from this crowd. Yeah, definitely. And and they give the entire magic a full standing ovation. Yeah, I mean. And it's definitely it is better than TLC. To, no, I don't think it, <laughs> I don't know if it's that good, but no. like it's great. It's a great match for sure. Mm-hmm. So then the bar gets in the ring and asks everyone to keep it down because I've got an interview segment with Nick Gage, uh, and the commentary at this at this point they explain that Pondo no showed the last show, uh, so that's why the belt was vacant. Because you remember I was questioning like what the fuck happened to Pondo? I'm oh, pretty yeah, sure yeah, he was yeah. the Iron Man champion. Um, but yeah, so. It definitely, yeah, it was very strange because this was not like the same bar we're used to. He was a bit too skinny and he tries to interview Gage, but then Gage has none of it. He snatches the mic out of the way or snatches the mic away and starts cutting an angry promo in the crowd. When out of nowhere, this bar takes his mask off, lays out Gage and it's Madman Pondo. It's pretty good. I was like, that's a great, it's a great reveal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty sick. I imagine, like, maybe Pondo's just flight got canceled or something. Like, I assume he didn't fuck the company and just no-show. And he had, like, a valid reason. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, all things being considered, I thought this was, like, a nice make-good. Yeah, 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 definitely. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then we also just leads directly into a match of Nick Gage versus Madman Pondo. And I'm like, I have time for that match. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That sounds violent. Yeah, yeah. Awful. Um, so yeah, for the CZW Ironman Championship, the match just begins right away. Uh, he Pondo hurls Gage to the outside and then just throws him into a bunch of audience cha- uh, chairs. Right away, Gage dodges though and then just flatly power bombs Pondo onto this chair, <laughs> which I'm like, fuck. Pondo's just such a punching bag in every match you've seen him in. Yeah, for sure. And back in the ring, Gage pulls out like, uh, how do you describe this? Like it was like a mirror, but then that someone taped nails to. So yeah, it, looked, it looked like a bed of nails attached to, like, glass, essentially. Yeah, that's a good description, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, it looked fucked. So Pondo gets kicked. Uh, it's, it kicks him, sets up this chair seated in the corner, and then puts the nail board on top of it. He attempts an Irish whip, but then Gage counters, and Pondo just eats this nail board, which just looks awful. 
Uh, Gage then follows it up with a Saito suplex, a diving headbutt, and then he puts the nails against Pondo's head and starts, like, grinding it. I don't think we've seen a bed of nails in CZW yet, so this all looked pretty fucking brutal. Yeah. Uh, Gage attempts a sunset flip, but Pondo cuts him off with a stop sign to the head. He gets <laughs> Gage over the second rope, and it's funny, he does, like, the spot that now Gage is famous for, where Gage is or sort of, like, like being choked on the rope and just getting cut with, like, a piece of glass on his forehead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it looks brutal. Like, it's proper, like, crate, like, 90, like, oh, you won't believe what you're about to watch. <laughs> yeah. Pondo puts Gage in the tree of woe in the corner, then puts a stop sign on his head, and instead of doing, like, the Tommy Dreamer dropkick, he just hits the stop sign with a chair, which I thought was probably was more pretty effective. Cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. After, Pondo heads to the backstage area and then grabs his bundle of light tube. Then he throws in a table, puts chairs on top of a on top of the table then puts a sheet of glass and light tubes on top of it and there's like this insane sort of super table like i don't even know how to describe <laughs> it t- yeah it's like the power range like when all the power rangers unite to form the mega zord mm, it wait, becomes the mega table I, I don't even oh no sorry so i'm not even describing it right so it's a normal table with two chairs sitting on it then he uses the glass yeah. as like another level of the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he puts a bunch of light tubes on top of that pane of glass just for good measure. Yeah. And, and, and then I'm both like, guys are wrestling to the top rope. Yeah, and I'm like, this is going to be sick, whatever happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. You just know someone's going through this thing. Yeah, and it's going to be awesome. And probably Pondo, which is exactly what happens. He gets Pondo on the top rope, cleanly sets him up, and hits a superplex through all of it. Oh, and it's so like everything just disintegrates. It's like in a minute, the mat, the canvas goes from being completely clear to completely covered in glass yeah it's insane i'm so glad it worked though like i'm so i would have been so, so sad if they'd botched it or whatever but it just goes through and it just looks incredible like everything just yeah, like, if the glass if the pane of glass didn't break and just slid off or whatever yeah i've been so disappointed or the table didn't break or something but it just all goes through and i'm just like cz fucking w <laughs> <laughs> and then in another just fucking so such a dumb finish here uh, as soon as this happened, Wife Beater runs in and starts hitting the guys with light <laughs> tubes for the disqualification. In, in a match where we just saw someone go through a sheet of glass, this is the DQ. It's so strange that he just runs, yeah, that it's for a disqualification. Like, he doesn't pick a side. I thought, oh, is he going to beat up Nick Gage or whatever? But no, he just beats them both up. Yeah. And it's like, why? It's bizarre. And this whole thing went 12 minutes and 17 seconds, by the way. So it was a pretty, like, decent, violent yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with a great finish. The finish yeah, that, looked awesome. Yeah, that spot, that table, the mega table. I hope they bring it back. <laughs> so White Beater keeps smashing tubes on guys, then hits his sit-down bomb on both guys. Uh, and by the way, he, he's hitting this on a ring that's just covered in carnage and glass. So yeah. it looks pretty ba- bad. Gage then reverses Wife Beater into a lid shot from Pondo. And these guys almost have like this weird uh, alliance for a bit. Uh, but it doesn't last as then Gage turns and just hits Pondo in the head with a chair. Uh, and it's like... It's almost like I thought they were going to ring the bell again, and this match was just just going to continue as a <laughs> triple threat. Uh, but instead, all three guys just fought to the backstage area to end this segment. Uh, and I think we are going to see that triple threat match likely on the next show. That's going to be bleak. <laughs> um, very, I, I think weed whackers are getting brought out aplenty. Yeah. The match of I hope none of these guys have children the most. Of, <laughs> yeah. of the whole and if they didn't, then they will no longer be able to have children by the end. <laughs> So the commentary, uh, it's funny, the, the mic goes to the commentary and their microphones just aren't working. So they're in full hype mode, like yelling and shit, but you just like can't hear what they're talking about. Uh, and they start hyping up this three-way lumberjack main event. Um, 
and yeah, Moreno comes out again. He starts trying to uh, he he goes behind the commentary and starts explaining how this match came to be and stuff. But again, you have to like listen in close because their microphones aren't working. It's real like yeah. rinky dink. And they start interviewing him, and then one of them's like, "You screwed over Zandig." And then Moreno's like, "How did I screw over Zandig?" And then the other guy doesn't have an answer, so there's just like a weird. He's like, "How?" It's like he got the story wrong. Yeah, like what do you mean I screwed up? And the other guy's like. And then the other commentator is like, he's just really mad. He'd never do that. That's why he's not responding. <laughs> but then before we get the main event, we have to get another fucking Pastor Jim segment, which I'm just so over these by this point. It's like, yeah. get this guy the fuck out of here. He comes out and he says, last show, we offended a lot of people. We did. It's a, it's like the edgy comic who purposely says bad words to like try get that response. It's yeah. Like, yeah, we know a crucifixion is going to get that response because another company already did it organically yeah. and caught shit for it. And also, I'm certain that nobody cared. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, totally I'm almost sure. certain nobody reported on it. Nothing was said. Yeah, he says, "Well, we crossed the line," and he's doing this like obviously big fake apology. You just know where this is going. It's just so lame. And then he starts laughing as preacher music starts playing. He rips off like his uh, robe thing, and he's dressed like a pimp underneath. And then again, <laughs> Natasha and Dahmer come out together. I think they're just back together now, which doesn't make any sense at all. Polyamory. Uh, and Dahmer's holding the barbed wire cross. Uh, so I guess they're going to crucify another person. Uh, and then Pastor Jim even yells out, this ain't ECW where we apologize. We don't give a shit. And you're like, all right, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This also isn't ECW where people paid attention. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Dahmer then gets a mic and cuts like a, just shitty promo on the haters essentially and then they just all leave as like baby faces didn't make any sense no i don't know like this is the longest running story that i don't care about like this has had the most investment writing wise yeah and i just don't give a shit like yeah and the commentators ended by saying that was a shoot we're really proud of pastor jim (laughs) and i'm like what (laughs) like the guy who tried to light your referee on fire last week, you're proud of? Yeah, it's the like, most appreciative. Like, yeah, it's very strange. Like, I don't understand it. I don't know what they're doing with, with John Dahmer. Like, it's... It's all bad. Yeah, it's all bad. It's all bad. John Dahmer's got to be the consistent... Like, there was, like, a week or two where we didn't hate him. Yeah. That was, like, the peak. And he's just the consistently worst matches, worst segments. This is the worst thing priests have ever been involved in. <laughs> exactly. Bar nothing. Bar none. <laughs> yeah. uh, then we get the announcer resets sort of the, ri- the the ring. And as he's talking, the ring crew uh, just start bringing in these gigantic barbed wire boards. Like they put in the first one and it's like a third of the span of the ring is covered. Yeah, it's insane. In this board. And then out comes a second one. I'm like, all right. Let's, <laughs> yeah. like, let's go. Let's fucking go. Uh, and they they lean both of them in the corners or whatever. Uh, the commentary says, you have to wonder, are these boards explosive? We don't know. The wrestlers don't know. <laughs> I just love wrestlers. Like, they might get exploded if they yeah, get run into one of these. I feel like that they should have been like, we're not this, <laughs> we're not doing a work here. We don't know. <laughs> we, no, we legitimately can't remember. We don't know. That we're is, really scared. That is a shoot. <laughs> yeah, that is a shoot. <laughs> and then first, the Lumberjacks all come out. And it's like the Softcore Connection, Blade and Mondo. Uh, it's weird because they were so inconsequential in this whole match, but it's like all these guys feuding together that are just like playing nice outside the ring together. It was sort of like the Lumberjacks yeah. just weren't needed in this match. It's also really like, because the Lumberjack match, like you th- when you imagine Lumberjacks, you're like, oh, there's going to be big burly men. <laughs> and like AWWWF, like when they have a Lumberjack match or whatever, they can stack a ring with just their sort of 
Beefcakes. Big, yeah. Here it's just like, well, I Trent Acid, okay, like I guess. <laughs> like right. yeah, Dewey Donovan, like I guess all right, cool. Yeah, no, like, really lame. Yeah, like they're not much of a threat. And the, but then they announced that all of the lumberjacks are gonna be given barbed wire whips. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Which is like just such a Zandig idea. <laughs> yeah. You can just tell he thought of that like day of. He's like, by the way, someone make barbed wire whips. I got this great idea. Yeah, he saw like the front cover of like a, a 1980s hair metal band and was like, barbed wire whips. Yeah, that's <laughs> sick. I can do that. So then Justice Payne comes out first and he cuts a spirited promo that we've just heard a million times. Uh, I don't even need to go into it. He calls for Zandig. Uh, and then that's when you get giant Jack juiced up Zandig rushes to the ring it's the first time he's ever entered without just his favorite music playing yeah he, yeah he just run 29 year old the 24 year old Zandig runs <laughs> in yeah insane to no music and then he hits his sit down gorilla press that he hit last time that just looks like it just breaks Justice Payne's ribs it looks so yeah, brutal. It's brutal. Um, and they don't wait for Lobo <laughs> by the way there's meant to be a triple threat but Lobo's just nowhere to be seen as these guys just start at this crazy pace uh, he goes to whip Justice Payne into one of his boards, but Justice Payne reverses it, and then Zandig tries to run at him and hits the board, and then Justice Payne throws his whole body onto Zandig for extra just pressure. Uh, luckily, the thing didn't explode, I guess. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Zandig did fully just entrench himself in the barbed wire. Like, you can see his hair is all tangled up on it and shit, so he's, like, losing hair trying to get out of it. Um, and then, but then he dodges, he moves just in time to dodge another leap, and Justice Payne just jumps into the board himself. So these guys are just like eating barbed wire within like a minute of this match. Justice Payne keeps control though. He hits a flying clothesline in the ring. Then he makes a barbed wire bore ramp on the second rope. This guy just loves. His he ramp. loves ramps. <laughs> this guy <laughs> loves ramps. He must have like a relative in a wheelchair, and he's like trying to like you know. Yeah. Or yeah, who doesn't speak to him anymore because he keeps like. like <laughs> pushing her into the ramps and like <laughs> power bombing her into the ramps <laughs> yeah and then it's just quickly but like immediately after zandig just german suplexes him on it and both guys are just stuck in here i assume this is when lobo is going to run out and just start laying boots to them but just still no lobo zandig attempts to power bomb justice pain but justice pain turns it into a sunset flip into the barbed wire board where again both guys are just taking it uh, and Justice Payne lifts Zandig, which, again, impre we were impressed when he did this on the last show, too. He's just yeah, like, it's able like, to lift Zandig. Yeah, it's like, you know, when a mum lifts a car to save her baby. <laughs> like, that's, what, <laughs> that's what Justice Payne's doing, you know, that incredible strength out of nowhere. Yeah, he beals him onto the board. Uh, Justice Payne then climbs to the top rope and hits a nice missile dropkick onto Zandig. He goes up again to hit something else, and Zandig just pushes him outside. This is like the first time the Lumberjacks are even referenced. Yeah. They all just swarm him and start whipping him. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Zandig makes a giant board table as Justice Payne's on the outside using like four chairs because it's such a big board, like two would yeah, be enough. So it, they did like make it takes him forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eventually, the referee's like helping him do it because you could just tell it's like taking too long. Yeah, and then they get to the top rope and do a clean superplex through it, which I don't know even like. What's the big difference of elevating the barbed wire board? It's like I guess you'd fall, I, you'd fall through it, and if there's any court, you'd then like embed it into you i guess if you fell on it i don't know it seems wouldn't it be just as bad if it was just flat on the i mat? mean it's all pretty bad yeah it's no i i guess it looks cooler like yeah to, to fly it at height at this point lobo then sneaks in uh and he sets up another board table like outside of the ring uh and that's when the commentator says he's here broken collarbone and all lobo's here 
And you see Lobo like walking like with his arms sort of up, but just with, it's like he just took it out of his sling. Yeah, and I, that's that's when I realized like, oh, this guy's actually got like a broken collarbone. When I don't know when he'd even do that. When uh, maybe he's wrestling with other companies. Well, if you remember on the last show, uh, he didn't wrestle. Like he came in, he got a flash pin. Fall. Yeah, maybe he was injured then already. So, which is which just begs the question: Why would you put your world title on a guy with a broken collarbone? I don't know. Very strange. I mean, maybe that's why he couldn't go to Japan. Maybe they're all livid because they're like, "Bro, you're unhealthy. We can't take you." And he's like, Meh. <laughs> "I want to wrestle. I want to go to Japan." <laughs> it's just so stupid. So immediately, uh, Lobo gets this like takes the lightest hip toss ever onto a board, and I'm just like cringing when he takes yeah. anything because I'm like, "Dude, I, this is fucked. If his collarbone's actually broken." They put him on the apron, and it's like they're going to suplex, or sorry, Zandig and Justice Painter on the apron, and they go to double suplex Lobo to the outside on the table board he just set up, and instead Lobo just mercifully double low blows these guys and then pushes them both through it, and that's when you could tell, like, they're doing their best to protect this guy, they're not putting him through crazy bumps, they're they're all like, like, it reminds me, like, when a guy gets injured and they just have to go to the finish as quick as possible. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, why is he your champion? Why is he wrestling? Like, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, very, very, very strange. Uh, Justice Payne gets control with chair shots. Uh, he destroys one on Lobo's head, which I guess he can take a chair shot yeah, to the head still. broken collarbone. He's not got a broken head bone. <laughs> not yet. Uh, then he lifts Zandig and slams him on the board. Like, they suplex each other through the board. But then Lobo appears, and he just folds the broken board onto them, just like Rock and Rebel did earlier in the show with the yeah, table. Yeah, he's, he's learning. Uh, and he gets the pinfall here in 10 minutes and 2 seconds. So they keep the title on this guy. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it's so wild. And, I mean, I guess if Lobo's, like... Lobo was, like, annoyed that they weren't paying him enough respect, but this doesn't feel like he's getting respectful wins. Yeah. Like, if anything, I think he's a dirty boy for doing these sorts of things. Well, no kidding. But, I mean... At least they weren't fucking him up. Like, yeah. you can easily see Zandig just in the heat of the moment, like, hitting him with something that, like, he shouldn't be taking. Yeah. I was actually glad. I'm like, well, if he has to be in this match for, like, $50 or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I guess it's good they didn't fuck him up even more. Yeah, he's more. saving for collarbone surgery. <laughs> yeah, it's not free in the States. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the fans are chanting bullshit as Justice Payne pushes Hartog. Hartog pushes Justice Payne down to the mat, and then Justin Case gets in the ring to try and intimidate Hartog, but he's holding a chair, and then randomly, like, a flail, like a medieval flail, and he's, like, spinning, <laughs> standing it, spinning around, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, that's that's come from his own personal collection. You like, can tell how he, he probably... Uh, Ron Hartog larps. Larps. <laughs> yeah, Ron Hartog for. is a big larper. Zandig <laughs> uh, then demands a microphone, and... A fan's like, beer? And he's like, I don't want a fucking beer. I want a microphone. <laughs> but also, thank you for the beer. <laughs> yeah, but I will have the beer. I will have that beer, actually, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, so Zandig demands five more minutes. Uh, Lobo refuses. So Zandig challenges him to an electrified cage of death match. Because next show is Cage of Death 2. And we will have Tony Wright coming back to oh, hell talk yeah. to us about it. Uh, but, yeah, so I guess they're also going to electrify it, which sounds probably like something they can't do but we'll see no not to a man with a broken collarbone zandig says justice pain you'll be there too is this going to be a three-way electrified cage of death and hate club is banned from ringside uh, and then justice pain cuts a promo of his own says everyone here agrees i should be leaving here tonight with a belt and everyone's just like boo <laughs> <laughs> no we don't <laughs> i was chanting boo <laughs> <laughs> 
And then Moreno's arguing with Mac on a broken mic as we fade to back, as we fade to a blue screen with 90 seconds left. So I, I was so thankful we didn't have that. Yeah, that extra seconds. minute, that, it was actually a two-hour, 28-minute show, which was dynamite. <laughs> so, Ben, I'll start on this one. Uh, last one I gave 0.75 just because of the shit quality. It was oh, some okay matches. This one I, I bumped it up to a 1. Uh, because the marginally better audio and also the mat that I thought the latter match was like it was like eight minutes longer about which is eight minutes more of just a really excellent match uh, yeah on top of I, I thought the pondo reveal was really well done and his match with gage was really good and uh, and the main event for when it was just pain and Zandig was pretty good too so I mean still not a good show at all and the pastor Jim segment fucking sucked and the whole first hour of the show actually fucking sucked so. yeah I I think I'm gonna give it a one. We're back on the same page. Yeah, I, th- I think a one again. Like, I think I gave the last one one. And, like, I'm not going to separate the scores again because mm-hmm. I think this was – I can't do that every time. But, yeah, the tag team match is 0. 0.75 of that one. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, like, it's not – it's just – it's it's all – there's so much bullshit. Like, it's they need to trim it down. And, like, I hope they're listening to us because we've got a lot more years to go. <laughs> and I hope they've learned their lesson. Um, but, yeah, the quality's bad. Like, it really saps my enjoyment of a show overall when they open in, like, 20 minutes of dog shit. And mm-hmm. they were so bad. And Pondo Real was nice. The, like, the, the the tag team match was incredible. Uh, some nice moments in other matches. But, yeah, just overall, like, just sort the audio out, get the commentary on thing in, and, you know, we'll be we'll be back to those tours, poten- the potential tours anytime yeah, soon, I hope. Those two shows feel like such a distant memory. Yeah, so long ago, baby. <laughs> like, so long ago where I was like, man, two. <laughs> Out of seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, this has been another episode of Comics in the Combat Zone. Uh, if you liked what you hear, give a follow to The Wrestling Brain, uh, and also give me a follow at D on Instagram. Uh, I'm Ben Stead. I'm at Pink Hoverboard on Instagram. Uh, and thanks for listening. We'll be back with you next week with Cage of Death 2. Whoop! See you then. <laughs>